This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode 99. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited for this week. You have tuned into a solo episode where I'm going to be taking a question, a situation that comes straight out of the Joyful Courage community and dissect it, peel back layers look at it from multiple angles and hopefully you'll be able to take away some really good nuggets from it. So yay. Thanks for tuning in. Oh my gosh. And last week's show with Carrie Foreman, how great was that? Did you love it? I hope that it was as fun for you to listen to as it was for me to record. I so appreciated all that Carrie brought to the conversation and oh my gosh, next week, next week is my 100th episode. Technically, it's more than 100 episodes that I have available, but as far as me keeping track and calling things like episodes with numbers, it is number 100. And my guest is so worthy of my 100th show. All my guests are. This particular guest is somebody that I was, I had to work pretty hard to get her on the show. I reached out a few different times and finally her people said yes. She was open to coming on, and that is Dr. Tina Bryson, who is the co-author with Dan Siegel of Whole Brain Child and No Drama Discipline, and she will be on the show next week. So make sure that you are a subscriber. All right, I'm going to talk more about this at the end, but make sure you're a subscriber because when you're a subscriber of the podcast, which means you are not listening to it through the website, when you're a subscriber you automatically get every new show. So consider that. All right. I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm going to, I'm going to get real and authentic with you. As you know, that's what I love to do. So, so my sweet boy, we were still in the last week of school, which it's been a little while, not that long, but it's been a bit since uh, school got out a couple weeks ago and it was the middle of the week. And I, granted, I was feeling a little bit stressed about what needed to get done that week. Um, and uh, when the kids got home, you know, as usual, I say, did you do your jobs? Don't forget to do a job. And, you know, to which they say, yeah, yeah. And then they didn't. And then I was on my way to leave with my daughter and I said, hey, Ian, 
please pick a job before you go play. And would you walk Daisy, our dog? And he literally like crumbled to the floor at that request. Crumbled to the floor. And it was just the right response from him to flip my lid, right? It sent me to the to the red zone, which next week when I talk to Dr. Bryson, you'll, you'll get more on the red zone. It sent me to the red zone. And granted, I didn't totally lose it. I held it together enough, you know, as far as I wasn't yelling. I didn't get all big and scary. However, I was bugged and I let him know. And I just kind of went on, you know, those tirades where you sound like, how can, you know, what, I'm so tired of every time I ask you guys to do something, you, you respond like it's such a big deal. And how could I, how could I ever imagine that you would want to do that? You know, you start to sound like the Charlie Brown adult. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Super proud. And, you know, and then I came back and I was like, actually, you know what? I'm taking your sister volleyball. I'm coming back. Don't bother leaving the house. Be here when I get back. Okay. I said, take Daisy for a walk but stick around. Don't go finding friends in the neighborhood. And so, um, yeah, felt really good about that. Went off to drop off my daughter across town, got back. And Ian was sitting at the counter in the kitchen and I just walked in and I definitely felt better walking in. I'd kind of shaken off my angst and, you know, looked at him, felt softness, looking at my boy and he was looking at me and then he was moving his eyes like he wanted me to see something. And finally I took his hint and I looked down and I saw that there was a card on the counter. And the card, the card on the counter said, Dear Mom, I'm very sorry that I got super mad at you when you asked me to walk Daisy. Next time when you ask me to do something, I will do it. Also, I will try to be more consistent with Jobs and Daisy and I'll write it down on the clipboard. Love, Ian. And I thought, oh, like, of course, of course, my response was, oh, what a sweet boy. But then I kind of got like this sinking feeling in my heart because I realized that, you know, Ian, Ian does not love it when people are upset with him, right? I mean, who does really? I, I Apparently there's people out in the world who are like, I don't care. Um, and and I noticed too that he he always wants to smooth things out. And sometimes I worry a little bit about that. Like I worry, you know, I think about him growing up to be an adult and I know that I really love it when everybody's happy. And because I love it when everybody's happy, sometimes I avoid saying what needs to be said because it's uncomfortable. So, you know, this whole experience with Ian, you know, on one hand, I love that he thought all to himself, I'm going to make this right with mom, right? I love that. It's a great life skill. And it also, you know, gives me pause to think about, you know, the way that I use language and and my own use of you always or you never, you guys always, you guys never. My daughter always checks me on that. Ian, not so much. Just, you know, everything is an opportunity to grow and to be better and to be curious. And so this sweet note from Ian, this whole situation has really been an opportunity for me to really 
really pause and think about what it is that that he's learning and what it is that I'm inviting and creating inside of our relationship. So just wanted to share a little personal story about something that's alive right now in my family. And you know, I love it. I love hearing your stories too. And um, today on the show, we are going to dig into a personal story, a story of one of our community members. She's actually, she is a part of the Live in Love with Joyful Courage community. She's also a member of the Living Joyful Courage membership group. Um, Denise, who brought this issue to that group, that's where this post came from, is the membership group, also participated in the Joyful Courage 10 program, which happened in June. So you're going to hear Um, me reflect back on what she wants to bring alive this summer in my response to her. That was the work that we did in Joyful Courage 10 was to really sink into what it was that we were choosing to create. Um, I chose to focus on this on the show because it's something that so many of us have bumped up against, which is screen time. All right, so here was the post. Denise wrote, literally losing my mind on the first day of summer vacation over iPads. I don't have an ounce of energy for a single tool. I'm the worst mom ever, according to my daughter, five years, 10 months, and my seven and a half year old son, quote, needs this mower on a farm simulator game. Literally feel like pinching pitching these machines in the dumpster. Thank you for listening. So that was the post that I read from Denise. I saw it right after she posted it. I knew she was in the muck, in the moment, right? So I responded with, big love to you in this moment. First day of summer can be really challenging. And then I reminded her of her Joyful Courage 10 vision statement, which was... Denise wrote, this summer, I will choose to practice being flexible, playful, compassionate, and creative so as to create a calm, connected, and nurturing atmosphere in my family. So I asked Denise in my response, what does playful and compassionate look like with the iPad challenge? So my goal here in this in this response to her share was I really wanted to help her shift her way of being with the challenge that was showing up right? It's helpful to kind of gain perspective, to take a balcony view, right? To look at it through the lens that we have declared, which, you know, for Denise, it's compassion and playful and what else? And flexible, right? And creative. So I brought this back because intentional parenting is really called when things are tough, right? Like it's really easy to be intentional with how we're showing up with our kids when everybody's following the program. It's another thing when they're falling apart. So um, in my response to Denise, and we kind of had a back and forth and I was asking questions and she was sharing, but what really came from our conversation and the reason that I think that this is something I want to share with everyone is how important routines and agreements are Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt 
in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. to have established just in the family as just common language. It's what we do as a family. Um, Routines really help kids know what's happening, how to be a part of transitions such as getting out the door or going to bed. Uh, Routines really help kids knowing how to be inside of the transitioning of, you know, being at the beach all day and then coming home right? Agreements, agreements, which are slightly different than routines, agreements really help our kids to create boundaries for themselves, right? So we are a part of the conversation. It's a co-created document. And the purpose of agreements are for kids to be in the creation of setting boundaries for themselves so that they know what to expect. Um, and, and the really interesting thing about screens, which is something that I shared with, um, with Denise in our conversation was screens are a privilege. I know that it starts to, it starts to feel like, you know, every kid is entitled to a phone, that every kid is, every family, you know, you should have an iPad or a tablet or a computer, but really these things are, they're a privilege, 
You know, the only thing that that we really need are, you know, food, water, shelter, belonging, um, you know, connection, love. Those are the things that, you know, we signed up for. But the screens, they're a privilege, right? And even though our kids slip into believing something other than that, it's it's what true is true. And and I love what Jane Nelson says about privilege. She says Privilege without contribution is what creates entitlement, right? And so I brought that up to um, to Denise because I think a lot of times the screens are so powerful that we as parents start to use them as leverage, right? Like get that done or I'm taking your screen away or get that after you get that done, then you can have some screen time. And um, and it's it starts to get really messy when we when our come from is this punishment, you know, do what's right or I'll take something away or do, yeah, do what's right or I'll take something away, do what's right. And I will give you a reward, right? It gets messy and it doesn't help our kids to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. So one of the other members chimed into the conversation at this point, And she says, can you tell me more about contributions? How do contributions, which result in screen time, differ from a reward? I was so glad that she asked that because it really allowed me to play with my language and to explain further my where I was coming from. So I use the word contribution instead of the word chores. Chores feels really heavy and loaded to me where contribution really describes what it is that I'm inviting my children into. And, you know, full disclaimer, my kids aren't super fans of contributions. Just because I call them that does not mean my kids are like, yeah, I can't wait to contribute. They are typical kids who have loads of other things they are more interested in doing. So what I was talking about when I talk about screen time as a privilege, not a right, what I meant is that we don't have to give them an hour a day or two hours or whatever. It's not a basic need. Like I said, So when we create routines, part of it is when, right? Quote, when. So for example, after school routines happen when they get home from school, bedtime routines happen obviously at bedtime. They also have agreements around screen use. Again, full disclosure, these agreements are not currently (laughs) helpful right now. This is something that we as a family are going to be fleshing out ASAP. And I feel like it's important to be transparent here. Typically, the agreement around screen time use has to do with the amount of time they can spend on the screen and where the screen lives overnight. So agreements around screen time, I really want you to hear that. Agreements around screen time aren't, this is how you earn screen time. Um, It's not about earning it. It's about managing it, right? So I think that there, I guess that this is where that different come from happens. You can look at this and see that the screen, see the screen as a reward for finishing their routine, but there are days when the screens just aren't available. So it's a non-issue. And I never use the screens again, like you better do this or no screen time. It's more about, you know, just me asking simply, have you finished your routine yet? And it's about how we hold space in our home. It's bigger than just do this and you'll get screen time. There's a lot of layers. At our house, using positive discipline, the kids know that they have a voice. And when they don't like how things are structured, they request to revisit or modify the routine or agreement. And that's just what we do. And so it doesn't feel like a reward in the traditional sense. But I was so excited 
that that request was made, like, tell me more about that. Because joyful courage and positive stif- discipline is really a lifestyle shift, right? They, they, so the screens or the chores or, you know, backtalk or defiance, like all of these things, they don't, you know, they, they're all happening. Like they're all a part of the experience of raising a kids. And the tools that we use the tools that we use for navigating the challenges, they don't stand alone. They're not separate, right? There's foundation, there's scaffolding, there's ways of being that support us on the journey. Does that make sense? So while Denise was writing in about, about the screen time, right? And, and you guys have heard me talk about tip of the iceberg, right? So Denise was having this experience where at the tip of the iceberg, she was battling with her kids about screens, but under the surface, and and we fleshed it out a little bit in our conversation, under the surface, there was really um, a, a request, a disconnect, a need for clarity around what the boundaries are. Right? What are the boundaries? What are the limits? Have you co-created them with your kids? Um, I'm super excited to say that what she did, Denise reported back later on that they had a family meeting and they came up with structure and boundaries around screens. And the next day, you know, straight off the bat, things felt better. And here's the deal. Here's the deal with all of this work remembering that underneath all of the behavior, all of the um, challenges and mischief that shows up is this underlying need for belonging, significance, and influence. And our kids, our children, only have so many years of life experience to filter their what's happening around them through and make sense of it. Does that make, does that land for you? So, you know, I'm, I'm having an experience, you know, I might be at the grocery store and the checker is rude to me and I have 43 years of life experience to filter that, that the, the behavior she's showing towards me through. And I can, I can come to a place of, wow, you know, she must be having a rough day because I have not done anything that, <laughs> that asks for her to be rude. However, you know, a a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 14-year-old who's dealing with a playmate who is rude to them, they don't have a lot of life experience to filter that through. And they're going to be a lot more reactive, right? They're going to be a lot more reactive. And so it's all about perception, right? It's all about how they are perceiving. Am I connected? Do I matter? And do I have any influence over this? And that's another reason why co-creating routines and agreements becomes so powerful because in the co-creation of routines and agreements, there's an underlying message that the child's voice matters. The child's voice matters. That the child has a say, right? That we care and that we hold them as, you know, contributors to the cause. They matter to the conversation, right? And it's an opportunity where we hold the structure. Yes, we're going to create an agreement about about screens. Yes, that's happening. That's the structure. And inside of that structure, you know, we have this little dance that we get to do with them, a practice. I think I've talked about it before with Rowan. We did, I taught her about offers and counter offers. And 
Our very first texting agreement, we've made many since then, but our very first texting agreement was, you know, her telling me what she thought it should look like. And then I counteroffered and then she counteroffered. And we did that back and forth until we landed on something that worked for both of us. Now, when we do this, the requirement for the parent is to let go of your agenda. Notice when you're getting rigid. Notice when you're grasping for control and really be with that. What is that about, right? I mean, if it's not helpful, we can't be in charge of every detail. We can't. And it's a disservice to our children when we are. We've got to share power with them when 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 the stakes are low. We've got to share power with them. And here's the thing. When they are a part of co-creating the routine and the agreement, you know what happens? they are ever more likely to follow through. Yay, yay, yay. So the two positive discipline tools that I'm really leaning into here are routines and agreement. And here's here's what I'm gonna do. I have a couple handouts that I use in my live parenting classes. I am going to make them available in the show notes. So um, after this podcast, if you are interested in, in, have, in a handout, right? And a kind of a step-by-step around how to create routines and how to create agreements that will be available to you. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January, What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Thank you, Denise, for sharing your challenge so candidly, and thanks for letting me share it here on the podcast because 
We are having a collective experience, folks. We are having a collective experience. All right, I want to tell you about an essential oil. (laughs) So as you know, or maybe you don't, I bought a starter kit from Young Living. Young Living is an essential oils company, and um, I have—I I haven't been a super Young Living person. I love their blend called Joy, and I've had that before, just as a yummy smell. And so I saw this gal at MamaCon, and she was selling these starter kits, and it was funny because I said, "Oh, I love Joy," and she's like, "Oh, yeah, me too." And we started talking, and then she showed me this kit of ten different oils and she was like, yeah, I'm selling these kits and it's a starter kit. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm thinking to myself, I am not interested in spending $400 on a bunch of oils. And so we kept talking. And so finally I said, well, how much is the starter kit? And she said $160. And I was like, oh, wow, that's way less than $400. And so we kept talking and I decided to go for it bought the kit um, and and also bought a diffuser and just was really jazzed about sharing it um, with my family and using it with my family and learning more about it. And in our conversation, she mentioned, yeah, so you can, you know, you can share these with people and sell them. You know, you're a, a distributor. And I thought, oh, I even said, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to sell essential oils. Like I got another thing going on. And then I started thinking like, wow, if I'm using these essential oils, and they're helpful, why wouldn't I share it with my Joyful Courage community? So if you remember from the last solo show, I talked about lavender, which is one of the oils that came with in the starter kit. This week, I'm gonna share about my experience with an oil called Thieves. So Thieves is an essential oil blend that is made up of a combination of clove and lemon, cinnamon, eucalyptus, and rosemary essential oils. And I love this about Thieves. The concept behind Thieves is based on the legend of four 15th century French thieves, like literally thieves. And these guys were robbing and pillaging um, people by day, people that were sick and dying, right? From the plague, mind you. And they managed to not catch the plague or any other nasty diseases of the time, legend has it that they douse themselves with all these special herbal concoctions, right, to protect them from infection. And so um, it's also referred to as four thieves vinegar. So um, I just love that story. And I love telling my kids that story. Um, I love that that's where the name comes from. But you know, so over time, right, these this blend of herbs has protected people from getting sick. And so that's the backstory there. That's the backstory there. And so it's considered a hot oil um, because of its com- composition. It's considered a hot oil. So it, it can't be used um, on the skin. Eucalyptus is another one like that. You, it has to have what's called a carrier oil. So um I blended mine with coconut oil. I, I heated up some coconut oil and um, and blended some a few drops of thieves into the coconut oil and let it harden. And now I have this yummy salve. Other carrier oils include grapeseed, almond, and olive oil. But my experience with thieves, so my kids get sick a lot. You know, I live in the Pacific Northwest, and anytime it seems to go from dry to dry to wet, 
it seems like everyone gets sick. And of course, nobody wants to wear a coat, even though my pediatrician, shout out to Dr. McClincy, love you, girl. Um, even though my pediatrician says, don't worry about the coat case, that's not why they're getting sick. I don't believe her. Um, anyway, so I, so, and then my mom was in town. My mom was in town recently with my sister and my mom was sick and my sister was not. My sister has this three-month-old baby and it's just like, you know, and my sister's a total germ phobe. So I gave her some of the thieves to have and to use and, um, and it kept everybody healthy. And I've used it in the diffuser when the, when the snot started to show up. My daughter's starting to come down with something. So I made that coconut blend and I've just been rubbing it in right at my wrists. And I've actually, I'm doing it right now. I kind of rub together right there because what happens is the essential oil goes straight into the, into the blood and really is super duper effective. So yeah, so thieves and Young Living also has an entire line of cleaning products that's all based in the Thieves essential oils. So if you're somebody that's looking for, um, to get away from super nasty, toxic, chemical cleaning products, Young Living has a whole line of them as well. So yeah, so I wanted to tell you about Thieves and what our experience has been. I'm really excited to have something that feels like it can combat the funk and the snot that often will show up at our house. So if you're interested in that, finding out more, you can email me um, or check out the link in the show notes to find out more about Thieves, more about the starter pack and how I can hook you up. I just love showing up for you. I'm so grateful that you um, get something out of listening to this show. Like I mentioned at the beginning, next week is the 100th episode. I have Dr. Tina Bryson coming on. Whoop, whoop. She is so dreamy. She shares her amazing work and language around brain-informed parenting with me and with you. And I just know that you're going to love it. And it's summertime. It's summertime. And I'm guessing you are on the go. Are you listening to the podcast through the website? Or are you a subscriber? I asked that earlier in the show. Here are the perks for being a subscriber to the podcast. Shows magically show up on your device as soon as they're published. I publish every Tuesday. You get access to all the shows, bonus episodes included. So for example, I did a Father's Day show. I didn't put it on my website. It only went out to subscribers of the show. I've done Ask Casey episodes where... um, Listeners send in questions for me and I respond. Those are bonus episodes and they only go out to subscribers of the show. Later this month, I'm doing a show with April 8, who is a storyteller and a podcaster for children. She is amazing and her work is so incredible. I've posted about it in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage group. And her show is going to be a bonus episode. So it will only go out to subscribers and you'll feel super cool. You'll feel super cool. You can be like, I'm a subscriber, man. So subscribe, subscribe. And there's a couple links in the show notes to how to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play. All you need is a podcast app. And if you have an iPhone, chances are you already have a podcast app on your phone. Let me know if you need support. Casey at joyfulcourage.com. Big, huge thanks to my team, 
the man, Chris Mann at Podshaper for being my super creative producer. I so appreciate you. My behind the scenes mama, Anna, for all she does in support of my work. And to you, my community, for offering such juicy questions to ponder and consider and share about. If you are not already in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, head on over there. There is discussion happening all the time from like-minded people around parenting and looking at parenting through the positive discipline lens. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joyful Courage. And as always, I'm happy to receive your feedback, your questions over at um, my email, which is Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I also am a coach. So if you're feeling like the one-on-one coaching would be a good fit for you, please don't hesitate to reach out and um, we can explore if it's the right fit. All right, my friends, have a beautiful, beautiful day. I hope the sun is warm on your skin and that your kids are easy and cooperative. And I will see you again next week. Bye. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.